0: Hi everyone, you're listening to Campus Connect at UBC, a podcast dedicated to inspiring conversations with passionate people at UBC. I'm Marion with my fellow connector, Richika, here to talk with the brightest minds on campus. Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. You're here with Marion and Richika, your Campus Connectors. Today, we're joined by a representative from um, the Here to Help app, Ryan. Welcome all. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing, Ryan, today?
1: So nice to be with you. Thank you for having me on the call. And just so you guys know, too, um, it's Rian, like Ian with an R in front. It's a weird name. (laughs) <laughs> every, everyone everyone ends up calling me Ryan or something like that. So all good. <laughs> Thank you so good. much for having me on. <laughs>
0: no problem. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah, kind of like your background?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I actually come from SFU is where I graduated. So a little bit of the, um, the rival kind of school thing going <laughs> on. Um, but I, it was interesting going through university for me and, and stuff. When I came out of high school, I was kind of, just like a lot of people who go into university, it's kind of on the momentum of what you're doing in high school, the projects that are trying to get you to really decide what career you want and all these kind of things. So I went into university in like world literature, um, history, linguistics, some of these kind of things that I, I felt coming out of high school that I was kind of called to. Um, but if uh, during second year, I think uh, in the summer, I, I went to one of those – Tough mutter half marathon things that are, mm-hmm. that were pretty popular for a while. I don't know if they still are. They probably are. There's like the Spartan race and all those things, but I had just gone to Mexico beforehand and gained 10 pounds, you know, as you do before a, a marathon. And so I did the marathon thing. I finished it and it was great. But then like a week later, because of how much it weakened my back, I had a ruptured uh, vertebrae or ruptured disc in my spine, like the L four five disc. Um, so I almost needed surgery. I couldn't walk for like two and a half months. I didn't go to school or work for a year, a year and a half or so. Um, besides like a little bit of online stuff, just to like stay engaged. Um, and in that time, like when, when your whole life has been on the momentum of what you've been good at or whatever, you don't often think about, um, the trajectory of where that might be going. Like, what are your motivations and actually intentions for what you want to do in your life? So I just started going to university because I was on, on the hamster wheel of momentum. But when I was in bed essentially for two and a half months, I really had to start considering like, what is it that I do want for myself? Um, What do I want for my life? What is it that I want to be working on? What am I passionate about? And that was really a bit of an awakening for me that I realized like, I care about the environment and all these things and that I can actually have um, like a personal accountability or responsibility to try to um, help some of these issues, I guess, that were on the planet. So when I went back to university, I, I was in like environmental science and all these things, but they ultimately still weren't aligned. Cause I, it's like that savior mentality. Like I'm going to save the environment, but that is still a little bit short-sighted <laughs> as well. So um, I, I ended up doing a dialogue program and at SFU there's semester in dialogue, which is actually really interesting. Even if you're a UBC student, you can do semester at dialogue at UBC. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's an interdisciplinary inter um, school, inter Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch of people from different universities. Yeah. Yeah. So you can sign up to do it. And instead of it being like, you're in a lecture, like maybe it's a first year lecture that has like 300 people or whatever, instead of it being like that, it's interdisciplinary. So you have um, like 20 people. So it's a small group of like, I was in, like I said, environmental science and stuff to begin, ended up graduating with sustainable development dialogue and geography so i was already interdisciplinary and then we had like political science people uh science people um like a whole bunch of different faculties all coming together dialoguing around like a central idea and instead of it like i said instead of it being a, a lecture it'd be like elizabeth may from the green party would come into our class give a small presentation about herself and then we would just talk about the ideas and stuff instead of it being like memorize stuff for a test. It's really was about ideas and learning how to talk into a subject without it being about debate and facts and stuff like that. So it totally changed my mind of what school should be and education in, in the way that I had experienced it before and it really opened up communication for me in a different way and really understanding what the dialogic processes are, which are, it's a whole faculty and and almost science in itself of communication that um, like Jay Krishnamurti and David Bohm from the Manhattan Project kind of worked and developed on in different ways. So I did that, went into sustainable development afterwards because it was more dialogic. And it's interesting when you go through university and you've gone through almost every faculty and then I <laughs> ended up with three it's months of certificate. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I, I don't have a university degree that I can like easily just go and get an office job but something in me knew that I didn't really just want to have an office job anyways. Mm -hmm. So a few years after graduating university, I started working on this here to help community here to help app project. And what I'm doing with this and the, the project that we're making ends up being really exactly what it is that I wanted to do through university the whole time. And it's one of those situations where like you get to that thing that you want to do in your life. And it felt like you've been doing this meandering journey, but when you look back, it's been a straight line. Like this is exactly what it is that I've been trying to do, but I didn't realize it until I'm in the position of making this thing and trying to get it off the ground. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess the long and short of how I got here to be doing what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> that's really awesome. Um, and really interesting how you got to like get with here to help too. Um, so I guess a couple follow-up questions I have, um, what exactly is here to help and how does
1: it work? Like who is it for? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So here to help the, we're going to be putting out like a primary, like minimum viable project version. Um, the full site of what we want to do is an unbelievably hugely complex idea, but the, the, the beginning of it is, um, we're trying to put out an app that has like four, uh, what's it called four categories to start of ways that you can either provide help for people, or if you need help, receive help. Um, so we have connections, pet care, help at home and rides. And within those categories, you can ask for like any, any kind of help. If you're a senior and, or you're disabled or you have an injury or whatever, and you need to help at home, maybe you have a yard and you need a little bit of yard help. Um, there's anything that you can do within there. Um, so people can offer their services and we wanna make it so that people have their volunteer hours logged. Um, So I know that if you have to graduate from uh, high school and stuff like that, you have to have something like a hundred hours of volunteer time that you've put in. Um, So we wanna be able to save that so that people can print off certificates or whatever that show for their CV or resume or high school graduation that they are doing community volunteer help. So that's kind of the, the, that was the beginning idea of this thing that we want to save those kind of things but we also are thinking about or trying to figure out maybe with cryptocurrency or some kind of idea of how to make it so that volunteer hours are worth a certain amount of community credits um we don't want it to be necessarily like like there's already apps out there like woofer or whatever that's like pet walking there's there's rideshare there's uber and that kind of thing so we really want it make it not about like the monetary attachment, but there's still, we need still to have something that makes people feel like they want to go do this. Um, and that they, they get something for it. So we want to be partnering with tons of different community organizations. If they're a local food co-op, if they're a mental health service, if they're a massage service, whatever it is, so that we can use those community credits to get discounts, to get, um, yeah, percentages off or whatever of these kind of services so that you can actually use almost altruism to help pay for community-based services. Um, and those community-based services, uh, if, if you studied any amount of sustainable development and stuff like that, when you spend money in the local economy and local businesses and small businesses, your $1 goes around the economy. I think like eight times in the local economy compared to something like Walmart, where if you spend money it kind of just gets extracted into into the ec- economics of canada rather than like your local municipal area um so we really want to be partnering with all these kind of things so primarily it's about the, the 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 volunteer support is where the app kind of started but then we realize especially with covid we really like there's so much socialized isolation there's and, and like that's as bad for you if not more so I think like actually three times worse for you than smoking like for the human body isolation is like we are human uh connective community creatures and we need to really feel that so we've realized with COVID with live events gone with really not the ability to meet up in person and stuff like we used to we we really wanted to start building out uh a connective community side. And that originally started by, we were gonna do a beach cleanup event, which we did do, right when the first real restrictions came in BC that you weren't allowed to like meet up at all with people. So we couldn't really put out an ad saying, Hey, come join us at the beach and clean up with us. Um, So we just had like our small team go out and do that. But then we really came up with the idea of doing decentralized collaborative community events that as our network grows, which we want it to eventually get around the globe, that we would clean up our park or our street or our beach or whatever near us, and anyone in our network would be doing that in their local areas as well. It's not about everyone coming out to Jericho Beach in Vancouver and cleaning up. It's about how our network can have synchronous like community collaboration, like like as a human organism across the planet. How How can we work on these things together? Um, And then we're doing virtual events. Uh, We're going to be start building that out with like, um, like we have a breathwork partner that we're working with. Uh, We're going to be doing yoga and meditation workshops, other kinds of therapy and other stuff. So as um, people hear about us, if they're interested in hosting an event, they'd be able to get in touch with us and they'd be able to maybe host one of the beach cleanups or like the toy drive that we've put on, we've partnered with somebody so that they can be shown to be partnered for something for um, the social good and that we can advertise them as a company for doing these kind of things. And then we also want to be able to get content creators around. Like I said, we have the breath work, but we also want to be able to have like online, maybe it's, uh, book clubs, maybe it's learning how to knit, maybe it's language lessons. Like we're really trying to build out a collaborative community where it's not like Netflix staring at entertainment and kind of just zonking off and, and not really paying attention, but how do you actually come into spaces where maybe it is about collaboration? Maybe it's about talking and exchanging with people in your community instead of prescribed media.
0: That is so fascinating. And um, like, honestly, and I think that's exactly what the world and like all communities need right now. And so here to have is fairly new. Um, mm-hmm. what would you say your goals are for the next three to five years maybe or like what is what is what's next basically
1: yeah so it's been it's been kind of interesting because we started last year like right when the pandemic when we knew that the pandemic was kind of starting I got laid off from a construction job that I was working on so for for a year since I got laid off luckily because of SERB supports and stuff like that with Canada I was able to really put all of my effort into making this so i wasn't even i wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for CERB so in the next like one year with CERB still going we're trying to really build out the The community side. Uh, And we've done a bit of a name change where we are here to help community and we're making the Here to Help app, but that we're really it's it's about the community itself. So this next year is going to be about building out a collaborative community calendar that'll have like the beach cleanups, that'll have park cleanups, abilities for you to partner with us, like really anybody. If you have a podcast, if you're a an artist that you can partner with us. So we really want to build out our collaborative community, and start letting that network kind of naturally expand. We have an ambassador program that we're going to be building out this year so that people in other areas of the world where we aren't based, we can start doing partnering with local organizations there. Um, We're trying to build out a member system this year that's going to be like anyone at all who's part of the here to help network can be in it for free but if you want to be like a paying member for different tiers or whatever we're going to have membership benefits so that if you're if you're a paying member you get whoever we partner with we're going to see what kind of things that they can offer for anyone in the here to help community so maybe it's um discounted like i said discounted therapy from maybe an online therapist or somatic therapist maybe it's um a free home inspection with a humane wildlife control company whatever it is we really want to build out community feeling benefits so that people have reasons to To want to 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 pay to help people, but also that those kind of member benefits might give you discounts for paid virtual events. Um, most of the virtual events, I think, we're going to have them generally free. So we're going to be building out that whole calendar of in person collaborative events and um, virtual possibilities, and then working because, like, we're really with COVID with all the stuff, we're really entering the days where. We're like, we're really in the digital age, obviously, like we have been for a long time, but this is truly the shift because of zoom and all these things so many companies can switch online, and so many individuals are going to start to start to want to make like online businesses, content creation, whatever, we can really start to help people learn how to present workshops, these kind of things so that we can help people give them, give people the skills for business creation in the digital age or whatever it is so that they're ready as this transition happens um, rather than scrambling later to try to figure out how to do it. And then instead of it being about trying to build a YouTube audience individually, it's like, no, just connect to us and we'll put out you into our community of, of people who are already like-minded and interested in the things that you might be offering. Um, so that it kind of feels like what this next few years is about is really building out that calendar, getting content creators. And then in the next few months, we're hoping we're going to have the first version of our app out to start doing, to start helping people and to start testing and being able to expand upon the services that the app specifically can offer.
2: Sounds like a great community to be a part of. Um, and I'm sure can a lot be. of, yeah, any anyone. That's really exciting that you guys have created that, virtually too. Um, and this is a question for you to get to know you a little bit. Um, but what do you find yourself spending time with nowadays with COVID?
1: Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Like I. I'm the kind of like, I really like to go on walks and that kind of thing. Like, that's my main, that's how I get out of my head is I really like to have the feeling like, you know, you like often you go outside and you feel like you're outside, you're on the streets and stuff. I really like to go into nature, into areas where it feels like you're going into nature, like you're inside an atmosphere and outside. Um, So for me, just to be able to even work on this project, especially with COVID and not going outside as much as I have been, because there's less to do, I guess. I have been cooped up inside a lot more, but there's always that that part of me that needs to get out and just like spend four hours wandering aimlessly around a, a forest and breathing. <laughs> so that for me is really one of the biggest things that I really do. But I um, I don't know. I do I do a lot of like research and stuff like that into, into community kind of things. I have my own podcast and I do like general research around the type of stuff that I would uh, talk on on my podcast. I'm not like a super... Um, like alpine mountaineer or anything like that, even though I live in Vancouver and there's beautiful mountains to take advantage of. I, I, I really enjoy walking and researching in the directions that I, I don't know. I, yeah, I've just always enjoyed reading stuff and gathering resources that I can share with other people who might actually need them rather than just find them interesting. Like I do. Um, yeah, so I'm a bit of a, scattered kind of guy in terms of like (laughs) my my normal interests i just kind of like i like to take in a lot of information and sift through it in ways that are useful
0: (laughs) well that's um the end of the podcast um thank you so much for sharing that was great and thank you everyone for listening um that was marian and my fellow connector Richika, signing off and see you on the next podcast
2: Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Rashika Salvakumar and my fellow connector Marion Rogers signing off. See you on the next episode.